You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we are talking about big picture thinking, what that means and how it helps you to be more productive and more influential at work. Throughout the leadership program that Gary and myself are running for quite some time, this topic comes up again and again. And we spend quite a lot of time in the leadership course to talk about how you can better understand the bigger picture and how that helps you to influence others. Because if you understand how it fits into how your work and the others work fits into the bigger picture, it helps you to better understand where you should focus your work on. And it also helps you to understand where the other uh, persons are coming from you. And really importantly, it helps you to sell your work to your supervisors, especially any supervisors more higher up in the organization. So I hope you enjoy this show, which is created in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the ever-growing video-on-demand content library, free registration to all the PSI webinars, where there's a lot of them coming because currently in the pandemic, there's just lots of webinars and much, much more. And you can just very easily enroll to, by going to the PSI homepage at psiweb.org and become a PSI member there today. Let's start this episode with a story from my experience in the past. So early in my career, I was working on a lot of different publications and um, I was working very closely there with the uh, physicians who were responsible for these studies and they came up with all kinds of different ideas about what we can do further with the data. And I was also working on further ideas. And we were closely also to working together with external key opinion leaders that were also interested in the data. And so we were publishing quite a lot of uh, papers in, in various journals. And I also learned a lot about uh, publication writing itself, about working with externals, and also could try out some really, really nice and innovative ways of analyzing the data. The problem was I wasn't really knowing how these data, how these publications supported the overall business. So when actually a couple of uh, months down the line and a couple of years down the line actually someone asked me so what do you do and I said well I'm, I'm working on these uh, studies and write these uh, publications and explore the data and communicate it further and he asked yeah how does it help the business I had no clue whatsoever 
And that's quite a problem, as I will explain a little bit later. I also saw all that, that this was not just happening to me, but it was happening to others as well. So once I was looking into some tables and I saw a couple of comments about how the comparison of the treatments in a randomized uh, clinical trial could be uh, compared with different tests. And then there were even a discussion of using more optimal tests to compare these randomized treatments at baseline. And of course, that is complete nonsense because at baseline, you know that these treatments are randomized. So by design, their distribution is the same. So anything that you see there is just at random. I also saw a couple of other areas, and this is maybe even worse, that people were working on study designs which had very, very restrictive uh, in-end exclusion criteria. And of course, that helped with the homogeneity of the study, but they weren't aware that that led to constraints in terms of the labeling, and that this was put, would put a significant disadvantage of their compound against the marketed compounds or compounds that were running close uh, in, in, in the timing and that had less restrictive in exclusion criteria. Or there were other people that were working on studies and were only focusing so much of these studies that they completely forgot that for and these were placebo comparison studies, that placebo comparisons is great for lots of regulatory reasons, but if there's already treatments out there, the physicians are, physicians are much more interested in how your new compound compares to another compound, because, well, rarely they prescribe placebo. So that's all good and nice if you can do some indirect comparisons, but the designs didn't allow for that. So critical data was not collected to actually be able to make good indirect comparisons. So all of these kind of topics show that understanding the bigger picture is really, really important. And if we don't understand the bigger picture, we make suboptimal decisions. We may optimize something for a specific study, but at the same time, we de-optimize the overall compound. Yeah, as I said, with the designs that don't allow for indirect comparisons or proposing a study which leads to labeling problems or all these kind of other things, or even working on completely irrelevant things like probably I did with a couple of these manuscripts or, you know, spending time discussing what is the optimal baseline test. So if you don't have this bigger picture, then easily you can work on bad things or even irrelevant things. And that leads to you being seen as a technical nerd. And I surely was seen as a technical nerd at the beginning of my career. And that also leads that you are not invited to um, important strategic discussions because 
How could you? If you don't understand the bigger picture, how can you help with an overall strategy? If you're only uh, there to optimize things, something for a specific task, for a specific project, but you don't see how that project helps with the overall compound, with the overall strategy of the company, of, of the association or the organization that you're working in. So if you don't understand how you help the product, the organization, your department, then it's also really, really difficult for you to influence others. Yeah, because you don't understand what their aims are, what their goals are. And um, that also have, has actually an uh, impact on the ability of your supervisor to promote you. Because as soon as there's discussions about promotions with more senior people, they will ask, okay, how did he or she help move forward the company? When we promote that person, will that, you know, lead to more ivory tower projects, more irrelevant work being done, or will it actually turn the needle? And if you have then more influence, will that be used to overall help with the strategy or will that be rather be a bigger distraction to the overall organization? So these are things that more senior uh, people are really, really concerned about. So really invest in the understanding the overall uh, organization. How can you connect your work to the values that are generated by the company. So um, it's also, I think, really relevant to get some passion from things, to see how you can move the needle, to make sure that you're not working on something irrelevant. Because how demotivating must that be if you have worked a lot of time on something that people just don't care about, yeah? So that is really something where you don't want to end up. So having an overall understanding of the company, having an understanding of where, you know, the impact is made can help you to work in the right projects and also in the right way. So even, you know, if we can't choose our projects always, we can always try to get onto these positions where there's more impact, where there's more exposure, where there's, you know, more clear influence on the overall bottom line of the company. And maybe this bottom line is just because, you know, you will make more money in a couple of years, but at least there's a clear connection to the overall strategy of the company. So understand what the overall strategy of the organization is and how that trickles down through the lower level organizations. So strategy is often something that, you know, their CEO talks about it, COOs talks about it, CFO talks about it, you know, C-suite kind of talk. And I know that's sometimes really difficult to understand what that means. Yeah, so it all seems like buzzwords and it seems like, you know, some kind of language that, you know, as a normal person working in the trenches, you don't really understand. It all sounds the same. Yeah, so then 
if it if this is for you, then see how more senior people in the organization, how they can translate it for you. And then ask your supervisor or your supervisor, supervisor or your mentor that you may have to explain it in more plain language for you. And what, sometimes, because sometimes it's about what they are not saying. Yeah, so typical thing is like, oh, there's a merger and we'll generate lots of synergies. Yeah, what that of course means that there will be a lot of jobs being made redundant and uh, lots of people will lose their jobs. So that's, for example, you know, something that is very often talked about, but actually not said. Also, what's really good is to look into how the actions are um, reflected in the market. Yeah, so if, for example, the CEO makes a big announcement, how is the market reacting? Is it going up quite a lot or is it going down quite a lot? Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if it's going up, that it's good for you because maybe you lose your job because of that. But um, then you at least understand whether that is something that the market actually wants or doesn't want. And it also, you can put it into perspective of what the competition is doing. Is, do they have a complete different strategy? Do they use different terms to describe their strategy? So understand that. Understand the overall business model of, of, your, of your company. A really important thing there is to follow the money. So whenever you hear people talking about something, that's one thing. But look where the action is. And to understand what's really important for something is if you see where people make the big investments. Yeah, so there could be projects that, you know, people talk quite a lot about and the importance of, you know, helping this community and the importance of this project. And but that might be just a PRA project, just something for public relationships and to kind of have a nicer overall image of the company. Because really invested in that is only 1% of the overall uh, revenue and 50% goes to some marketing and sales uh, efforts for a specific product. And then, you know, well, that's probably what they really care about, where the 50% of the money is going and not where the 1% of the money is going. So understand where the company invests and also understand kind of the relative in investments between the different departments because that very often tells you something about the power and the influence of these different departments across the overall organization because those that have the money those are mostly those that are in power. Or let me say it that way. Those that decide about the money. Yeah. So who calls the shot? Like we say kind of in, in, um, in the typical sports language. Who is making the decisions in terms of who gets the money? So do you know who makes the decisions? Do you know? Maybe these are committees that make the decisions, but who are the important players in these committees? Who really takes the shots? Who really calls the shots? Another area to have a close eye on is 
um, how people are measured. So what drives bonuses? What drives promotions for people? So there specifically, it's really, really important to understand how your supervisor is measured. You want to be someone that helps your supervisor because if you help your supervisor, the supervisor will help you. But you can only help your supervisor if you're clear about his or her goals. Because if you then work on something or maybe you do something that doesn't help your supervisor, well, that's probably not so very, very good for... Um, uh, for your next promotion or for your next bonus because the supervisor wants also to have a nice bonus and the supervisor supervisor as well. So how are they measured? Are they measured, you know, by delivering certain projects on time with quality? They are measured by certain process improvements. Are they measured by certain, let's say, lighthouse projects that are really important? Are they measured by how they are perceived overall within the company, by, by important business partners in the company? Find out about these things and then help your team, your supervisor to shine in these areas. And of course, make sure that there's no distraction. So that's another really thing that everybody higher up uh, likes. If there's no news, Usually that means there's good news. But, you know, take away all the distractions, really important, but also make sure that you have something that you have in your performance review that the supervisor also wants to put in their performance review. So then it's, it's really important to also understand what is happening bet, uh, behind uh, the scenes. Yeah, so very often there's written policies and written procedures, but what's really happening happens in the background. So who knows what, who has influence over whom, understands these type of things as well. Yes, yeah, so is there, um, you know, a certain church that lots of people go to? Is there a certain sports club that lots of people belong to? Is there a certain, you know, school where all the kids of a certain group go to? Can be all kind of these different things. And these can connect a lot of people and can have certain people have much more influence than how it appears to be on paper. So understand that as well. So there's probably a lot of homework to do. Um, one of the really important things I can say is, is and that is actually quite easy, if you have kind of company internal news and newsletters, read these and then read also what is said externally in the news. So let's say there's a big product release and everybody is celebrating um, within the company about this new product. And then you see, read the external news and say, say well, Nice, nice additional product in this market, but doesn't really have any differentiation and will be really difficult to compete because of price pressure overall on the market. Hmm. Then, yeah, maybe there's a big celebration within the company. 
but it really don't turn the needle and probably you know the the celebration is only there you know for the people that actually did the work but the people higher up are really concerned and the person that is responsible for this product is probably has some tough discussion about how to uh, stay in the company so this is a little bit about big picture thinking it will help you to Make sure that you're working on the right products, on the right projects, in the right way, so that you can have actually a tangible impact on the bottom line. And it can really help you to boost your career overall. And so make sure that you're not ending up in a place where I was um, quite a long time ago, where I couldn't explain how my work contributes to the overall success of the company. Make sure that you're never in that place because that's a really, really dangerous place because if you can't explain it, probably nobody else can explain it and then you're probably not doing a good job and maybe, just maybe, people don't need you anymore. So that is maybe a little bit of tough love today and it's not that long of an episode but I still hope it was helpful for you and there were a couple of important tips and tricks in there. Reach out to your supervisor, reach out to mentors, reach out to other colleagues and other functions to understand how your organization works and to understand how your work fits in. And if you see that you have a high impact and if you know that and you know how that, you know, drives the bottom line, then you're in a much better position. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Ryan who helps with the show in the background and thank you for listening. Head over to theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and there you can learn much more about our podcast boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. If you enjoyed this show, tell your colleagues about it. And join the Effective Statistician LinkedIn group and follow me on LinkedIn because I'm sharing lots of further content there over the course of a week. So, like always, reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.